Hey everybody, welcome to Real Live Talk. This is episode 10 and I'm your host, Duke Lamastra. For this episode, I sat down with my friend David Hofline. David is a pastor at United with Christ Church in Binghamton, New York. He's also the Dean of United with Christ School of Ministry. He's an international speaker and coach, and uh, he's really learned to develop a lifestyle and a leadership style that's based on reliance on the Holy Spirit. He has a prophetic ministry that he uses to empower God's people to step into their anointing. Um, he's always positioning God's people for greater influence and impact on the world around them. I loved this conversation with David. We had such a good time. We talked about identity. We talked about hearing the voice of God, the practicality of living life in the Spirit and in communion and connection to the Father. And uh, I just know there's so much value for so many people here. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen. If this episode blesses you or adds any value to your day, if you would consider subscribing, maybe sharing it with somebody that you know, uh, that way we can make sure that this channel continues to grow and that we can have an impact on more people. Anyway, thank you again so much for being here. Now, uh, let's go ahead and jump into this interview, and I hope you enjoy it with Pastor David Hofline. Hello, David. Hey, Duke. How you doing today, man? I'm doing excellent. It's so good to be with you. That's awesome. Well, hey, man, I'm so pumped to have you with me. Um, really appreciate it, man. Congratulations to you. We were just talking about this a minute ago offline, but congrats to you on being a new dad and... Yeah, man, just life and everything that's going on. How are you just kind of feeling with everything, all the new stuff that's going on in your life these days? Oh, that's a great question. You know, fatherhood lives up to the hype. It, everyone said I would love it. It's going to be great. It's going to change your life. They were all right. It, it's been just a total amazing blessing. Um, in February, end of February, um, my wife gave birth to our daughter, Vera. And uh, so she's like three and a half months now. And uh yeah, she's just, it's incredible, the gift of God that she is to us and just the joy that's been infused into our life. It's its like so powerful. I, Kate, my wife and I, we we look at each other uh, almost every week and we're like, what did we even do with our lives before we had Vera? Like, <laughs> Isn't that crazy? And, uh, yeah. And we, I mean, we had great, a great life together, a great marriage and we're having fun. Um, but now we're having even more fun. So, um, yeah, just abundant life over here. Yeah, it's so amazing how once you have kids, you kind of, it becomes impossible to, like, picture your life without them, you know? Yeah. It's that feeling of, oh, man, like, what what are we what were we doing before? And like you said, it was great. It was fun. It was, I'm sure it was an amazing season. But, but yeah, it's just like, once you, once you have them, man, it's just everything changes, your perspective on life and everything shifts. And it's just like... <laughs> how I can't imagine my life without having you in it at this point, you know? Yeah. And she's not talking yet. So she's like, she's super smiley, super engaging with her face and, you know, her baby talk, but yeah, it's like, yeah. How, what was my life before this other person was in it? Like, that's just, it's totally, totally cool. I'm just so blessed. Yeah. So, man, I love it. Well, yeah. thank you. They, just major congratulations to you guys both. Thanks, it's awesome. Uh, well, while uh, while some folks are are logging in here and stuff like that, let me just welcome everybody to Real Live Talk. Appreciate you guys so much for checking this out. Whether you're checking this out live or listening to it on one of the podcast platforms later on, the re-recording or whatever. Appreciate you guys being here. I'm here today with David Hofline, 
And uh, David is a pastor at United with Christ Church in Binghamton, New York. He's the dean of United with Christ School of Ministry. And uh, yeah, he's also an international speaker and coach with a prophetic ministry that empowers God's people to step into their anointing, positioning leaders to have greater influence and impact. Just um, all around, just an amazing guy. And uh, David, again, just appreciate you being here. Thanks so much for carving out some time to do this with me. It means a lot. Oh, thanks, Duke. It's a, I mean, it's an honor to be with you and be here and be in your space and yeah, and I'm excited to connect with your listeners, and and uh, I just believe we're going to add value to people in some way. Yeah, man. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's what we're here for. Um, and I, I've mentioned this to you before. I know last year when you were on my other podcast with me, we talked a little bit about this, how, uh, and I, I'm not just like blowing smoke. I, I'm telling you from a really, um, just an authentic place that you really did have a profound impact on me and in particular on my relationship with God. Um, and so many, many years ago, you visited me and my wife. In, well, you didn't visit us, but you were in, in Mexico uh, in, the, in the city where we were uh, doing life and ministry, where we were serving as missionaries. And uh, we had the opportunity to host you in our, in our home, in our apartment for a few weeks while you were down there. And uh, just kind of getting to know you during that time, just having really like simple conversations with you and just watching you like you weren't doing anything profound where uh, I'm sure you weren't there like with the intention of like I'm going to teach Duke this stuff but it was just you just just living your life and being who you are and living uh, just out your relationship with God and and I just saw that modeled in such a simple practical way but it really had a profound impact on me like you said some things to me we had some conversations you prayed for me at different times and you just modeled life in the spirit in a way that really, uh, again, just had an impact on my life. And <laughs> you, you, you told me one day, uh, I, I mentioned some of these things to you. I don't think I've, I've mentioned this to you, but I was just kind of reflecting on some of that as I was getting ready for this uh, podcast. And so I, I thought about this. There is this one day where you came and you, you just had a quick conversation with me and you were like, hey, man, uh, could you pray for me? You asked me to pray for you. I don't know if you'd remember this or not, but you were like, hey man, could you pray for me? I just feel like kind of disconnected. I feel like I haven't really been hearing from God, you know, super well for the past day or so. And I was like, yeah, I'll pray for you. But in my, <laughs> in my mind, I was like, the past day or so, you feel like there's a problem because you haven't heard from God like today. I was like, man, because, because at that point, I think I talked to you a little bit about this, at, um, not at the time, but since then that I was just at a point in my life where I had such a struggle with that, such a struggle with like hearing God's voice and just in practical daily living. And, and I would always stress myself out trying to hear from God and stuff like that. And, and you coming to me, like asking me to, to, to pray for you because you were just kind of feeling like that disconnect from your relationship with God. Um, so I did, I prayed for you and, you know, hopefully it ministered to you, but what you didn't know was in that moment, I was you know, having a, a moment with God where I was like, hold on, like that was maybe one of the first times where I saw somebody who was young, who was at the time I was a young man who, you know, my age and, you know, somebody young just really pursuing God in that way where hearing his voice and being led by the spirit in daily life was such a real thing and such a practical thing. And so again, like just you being there and having that little bit of time to spend with you really had just um, 
an impact on me for sure and really helped to build a hunger inside of me for more of God and the fact that this is actually possible to connect with God on that level where I'm being led by the Spirit, where I'm I'm hearing his voice in daily life, not just when he wants to correct me, <laughs> not just when right. it's big, big things, but for just regular life and just uh, through intimacy with the Father and just having that connection. So that was modeled to you from me in such a such a cool way. So just wanted to bring that up. Yeah. Thanks, Duke. Wow, it's big, big honor. I feel, I feel honored by you just sharing that story. And yeah, it's it's um, hearing God's voice for me has been this interesting journey. I started hearing God when I was eight, and uh, I've been you know growing that and just enjoying my conversational relationship with the Lord. Yeah. But I, um, it's kind of like you know when you have something that like is a gift to you. And you don't really realize the value of it or that it's different than whatever yeah, else man. is enjoying. Um, so my journey in, into uh, leadership in, in the kingdom and just with people and has been realizing, hey, this is the, the value I have to add to people is here's how you hear God's voice. This is the sort of the blessing I get to be to people is is to help them grow and do it for themselves. Because I just believe everybody can can hear God's voice. Um yeah. And so, absolutely. yeah, so it's been, it's just been a lot of fun. I, I had no greater joy than watching somebody hear the Lord for themselves and answer his call and start to express for me, the number one, one of the biggest um, tells that somebody's really hearing God is they're expressing, um, they're expressing life and they're expressing Christ in just a totally unique way in a totally unique language, whether that's verbal or action wow. that I've never seen before. And I'm like, okay, this person has got, they, they are being fathered from above They're They are got an inspiration going on. That's really awesome. Yeah. Um, I love, I love seeing people emerge into that going from sort of an echo to finding their original voice in the Lord. Um, love that's it. really fun. Yeah. Well, one of the reasons why I'm always pumped to talk to you is because I know that you live that. I know that you live that lifestyle and I, I know that you live from your encounters with God. Like I know that you live from his presence. And so every time I talk to you, I know that you're not exactly the same David that you were the last time I talked to you because you're you're being changed, you're being transformed. Of course you're the same David, but you know what I mean by that, right? Like yeah. like you're you're there's you're receiving new revelation of who God is. And when we receive new revelation of God, we automatically, I think, understand more about who we are and our position in mm. him because it's all it's who we are is connected to him. He's the vine, we're the mm. branches, you know, our nature is established in him. We have the the DNA of our of our heavenly father, you know, and so mm. so that is yeah, I think that's one of the reasons why I like to talk to you so much because um, I know that you're just, you're growing in this thing. It's glory to glory. You know, we're transformed into the same image from glory to glory, you know, mm -hmm. as we're beholding him, as we're beholding Jesus. And so, yeah, yeah man, just, um, yeah, I love the practicality with which you approach life and ministry and family and, and everything that you do. So, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. It, yeah, I some things that really helped me was just like um 
recognizing that my like so in psychology it's it's they say it's nature versus nurture right and both Uh these things shape you your dna and then how you were raised in your culture and, and things of that like that and so I began to kind of take that and like lay it over some of these kingdom truths about identity and whatnot. And, and just realize that, well, in, I think it's in John chapter one, it's talking about, it's kind of talking about Jesus and his incarnation as the son, God and flesh. But then it's like talking about us. And so in first John or in John chapter one, um, it says in verse 12, it says, yet to all who received him, to those who believed in his name, he gave them the right to become, or another version says, the authority to become children of God. This is John 1, yeah. 12. Children, yeah. and then it says this in 13, children not born of natural descent, nor of human decision or of a husband's will, but born of God. And when I read that and just like think about that truth, and Paul says it differently in Galatians one, he says, but God who set me apart from my mother's womb, uh, you know, and he goes on to talk about the purpose of God in his life. It's like God has, you know, I, we came, I heard Osteen say this recently, ironically, you can quote Joel Osteen. I love to, he said, God, you come through your mother, but you've come from God. And I thought, wow, that's so powerful that my spirit has yeah, come man. from God. And, and so when I think about that, there's things in my nature that, I haven't discovered yet. I'm still figuring out because I can't look at my parents and reflect it back on me. Like I I look at my parents, I have great parents, Bonnie Holfein. She's like a preacher minister out there. And my dad, Carl is like the secret kingdom sauce to so many things. And um, so I look at them for, for how I understand myself and me and my gifts and my traits and my tendencies. But, but that's not even in some ways I have to realize that that thing the nature that they gave me and then the nurture they gave me brought me to this place. But if I continue to reference that above my reference in the father, it will become self-limiting beliefs to me because who the father is in me or how he's made me to be and how he's nurturing me in this moment is so much bigger than my earthly parents and their nature, nurture influence in my life. And so I've got to like thank them for that, honor that, recognize how God's worked through that. But then go on to say, okay, yeah, even that can't limit or set caps on the thing that a father wants to do in and through my life. And and then by extension, approaching other people in ministry and saying, okay, I understand you think this, that, and this is true because of your history, but your, your history is anchored in the father. What is what is true in your future that you haven't even discovered yet? Wow. Yeah, I've uh, mentioned this recently that... Um... You know, if if you could see yourself the way that God sees you, then mm-hmm. like you would never want to be anybody else. You you wouldn't be caught up with comparing yourself to other people that you think are more advanced than you or doing bigger things mm-hmm. than you or whatever. You wouldn't be into that, you know, because that kind of stuff gets really messy. But mm-hmm. if if you could see yourself the way that that your heavenly Father actually sees you, and this is for every single person, you know. If, you could, right. if we could see ourselves the way that God really sees us, then we wouldn't want to be like, we wouldn't want to trade that. We wouldn't want to be anybody else no. because we would know how valuable we are. And that's not to like, you know, elevate ourselves or, or whatever, but, but it's like, he loves us that much. I mean, you think about how valuable the life mm-hmm. of every single individual believer is. It's like Jesus died for every single one of us. 
He died. Right. He died for every single one of us. Like the father was willing to lay down the life of his perfect son, his perfect son, who is God himself, by the way, and to lay him down in order to right. rescue you, in order to rescue me, in order to rescue all of us, because that's how valuable we are to him. And so like he sees us obviously in such a in such a perfect way. I think that so often we get caught up in like, you know, identity struggles and and we yeah. get caught up in, in all these different things, you know, with like dealing with our insecurities and, and all this stuff, thinking that God's mad at us because we messed up, thinking that he's disappointed because we didn't read our Bible today, thinking that, yeah. you know, all this stuff that we carry, this weight that we carry, that's such a lie and it's not the heart of God for us at all. If we could just kind of see ourselves the way that he sees us and I think yeah. Like we're talking about, the only way that that happens is by seeing him. It's not about like focusing on, on me. Right. It's like, I, I need a revelation of me. No, I need a revelation of him. And as I receive more revelation of him, then I understand more of, of his love and, and, and my, you know, my place in his heart and all of that, you know? Yeah. And that mirror, we all as in a mirror are beholding the Lord. Of, yeah. And, you know, going from glory to glory, the mirror thing is really interesting. And it says it again in James, right? that he who looks in the perfect law of liberty and then turns around and is like, a, doesn't do anything about it. It's like a man who um, looks at his face in a mirror and then forgets his reflection walking away. And, and the perfect law of liberty is the law of the new covenant, right? That you are, you're in Christ and Christ is now in you. You have the Christ's spirit, Christ's nature on the inside yeah. and the new, the new heart as the term might say. Right. Um, but that mirror thing is really interesting because it's, 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 I'm, I understand myself by looking in the father and I see my face, my, I see him and I think, oh, I must be like that. Right. Or it says, as it says in, um, was it first John, as he is, so I am. And so are we in this world? Uh, we don't know what we'll be, but as he is, so are we in this world? And so, but then there's this other thing that I've been discovering, which was, okay, if it's mirrored. So if I'm looking in the mirror, I'm seeing myself. Right. Right. And if I'm seeing myself, then really I'm also I'm also having revelations of the Father as He's creating awareness of who He is in me. He's oh, say something. Oh, I'll say something. Or I'll do something. And be like, see that right there? What you did with your daughter? That's what I'm like. Wow. Or, or he'll I'll do something. You know, the Spirit will inspire you. I'll just do something naturally out of my gifting. That's brilliant. And you know, God gave me that, but I did it. And then He'll highlight himself through my own life experience mm. and through my own behavior or whatever. And that's the mirror thing. I'm not the father. Yeah. I'm a father, but I'm not God, but he's showing me how I'm like him by mirroring and, and reflecting it to me in my own day-to-day -day experiences. And when that happens, it helps me own it and do it on purpose where I'm like, Oh, that's wow. sweet. I'm totally doing that for real next time. You know, have you ever <laughs> prayed for somebody and like, you're like, you're not really sure what to do and then you pray for them and they totally get impacted and you're like, whoa, that worked. Like, yeah. So the next time you go to minister, you're like, let's do that again on purpose this time and not by accident. Yeah, man. It's kind of like that thing. But I think the father's always doing that. He's always parenting us to discover the ways that we're like him so that we can own it and begin to deploy it on purpose. Um, because the world needs our contribution. You know, like the kingdom of God is, you know, it's not in word, but it's in power. And yeah, God's not, 
he's not necessarily uh, he he does and can demonstrate that power sovereignly anytime he wants but he's tended to reserve that through us yeah. and he tends to want to do it through his sons and daughters rep, kingdom ambassador representatives and and it's like what you said it's like you have to know your value and once you do that it starts to inspire you to want to contribute something want to express the will of god and enact the will of god in some way in your world yeah man um anyway yeah that this is getting me fired up i'm yeah like and and this is something that i mentioned too but i think i'm going to bring it up again because it goes it goes along with what you with what you said in in john chapter 13 in that where, where jesus washes the feet of the disciples right like that passage starts off saying jesus and I, I butchered this last time I said it to him, I'm probably going to do it again. But Jesus, knowing that all things had been placed into his hands, that he had come mm. from God and was going to God, mm-hmm. like his response in that moment, being so profoundly aware of, mm-hmm. of who he was, of where he had come from, of what the Father had placed in his hands, the weight mm-hmm. that had been placed in his hands. Mm. He got up from the table, he put a towel on his waist, and then what did he do? He... He knelt down and he washed the disciples' feet, and that's such a, yeah. you know, like wa- the washing of feet in those mm-hmm. days. Like for us, you know, we, I've been to the foot washing services. I've been on both sides of the foot washing, and and there's something really profound when it's when it's done in the when it's done in the right way. You know what I mean? When it's mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I've yeah. been in some where it's just being done for like probably religious reasons, uh, but it's when it's actually done in a profound way. I mean, I've been in like some really emotional, you know, services where God really moves and people are impacted. But the point was in that day, that meant a lot. It it meant something way different than it does for us Mm. because for them, that was a normal thing. It was a servant's job. It was, you know, if, if your guests were coming over to the home and you had a servant, the servant would wash the feet of the people that were coming in, the guests of the home, because, okay, we're sitting at a table, but we're not probably sitting up at a table that's high like I'm sitting at right now. We're probably sitting on the floor. Our feet are probably mm-hmm. relatively close to the food that we're going to be eating. Like, mm-hmm. it's uh, it's this thing. Like, I'm walking around with, if I was well off, I had some sandals. If not, I was barefoot. And so my feet were dirty. And, you know, so it was a very practical yeah. thing that was done in that day as as a serving. But what did the disciples say? They're like, hey, like, like, why would the master do a servant's job? Like, why, why are you doing this? And he's like, well, if I don't wash your feet, then you have no part with me. And the idea that being so profoundly aware of his identity and who he was, his response was to serve in probably yeah. like the most practical way possible in that moment. And, you know, that's the result. Like, knowing who you are, being confident in who you are, it's not mm-hmm. about you at all. Like really it's, it's, it's not, it's right. about like, that's, it positions you for impact, you know, it positions you yes. to impact and to serve people. And so like, yeah. you know, there's, there's one side of things where people can get really confident in who they are and they could use that for their personal gain. But if we see it in the right way, if we see who we are through in, in the, like through the lens of, of like, you're talking about our, our heavenly father, and who he is, mm-hmm. and all mm-hmm. of our value is wrapped up in who he is, the only mm-hmm. response is, number one, to love him and to serve others. You know, it's the only, yeah. it's the only legitimate response. Well, and service is the ultimate stage for your greatness. Like, 
Yeah. <laughs> we're all, we're, yep. That's the only, it's the most productive place. No one's going to fight you to serve them. I mean, maybe like, Oh, I don't want you to wash the dishes. I'll wash the dishes. But like, really people are blessed <laughs> when you serve them, you know? And yeah. it's like, there's, and here's the other thing I, I see is like people approach, tend to approach life with a scarcity mentality. Like there's a limited number of opportunities. There's a limited number of spots on the team. There's a limited yeah. number of fill in the blank. It's like, well, if the world was created by God and he's limitless and he brought it all into being through his word, then there's really no such thing as limits. Therefore, there's no such thing as limits of opportunities and especially not limits of opportunities to serve people and or solve problems. And so there's there's an unlimited amount of room for your gift, right? It says a man's gift will make room for him. Well, it's like, oh, there's all these opportunities. There's all this room. Like the room is really there. It's time to show up with your gift and, and give it in service of other people. And, and I think that that service revelation that you're talking about, it's like, it's so simple for people. It's like, oh, how am I going to find my call or get busy or, or really express my identity? And I just say, well, you know, what's, what do you got? Pro what problems you got proximity to? and what needs always seem to pop up in your attention that you're, you're tuned into chances are you're, you're uniquely positioned and you uniquely perspectived to get after those things and, and, and do that. I mean, maybe that's just as a pastor, we, you know, we're always uh, leading and engaging and developing our volunteers. And so, um, but I just, I just feel like that, that tool of what, what do you have proximity to? And, what do you have perspective to help with? Um, you should tune into those and get going. Because um, it doesn't just translate to volunteerism at church. It's all of life. You know, you could start a business out of those two questions. Yeah, man. Yeah, like the Spirit of God actually wants to lead us in all of life, in all of the areas of life. Mm -hmm. I think, yeah, like you said, we, we have this um, scarcity mindset, this mindset of lack. and And I think that we... We also have this um, sort of like compartmentalization idea where mm. like God wants to impact me in this part of life, you know, like mm -hmm. when I'm doing sp spiritual stuff, like God wants mm -hmm. to, God wants to be a part of that. And so we tend to separate stuff like, like you said, like business and family mm. and the decisions we have to make in, in, in our daily lives. And we tend to, I think... Like, just think that we're kind of on our own with those things. And it's mm -hmm. not the case at all. Like, God wants to talk to you about all those things. God wants to give you, like, wisdom and, and, and prophetic revelation for, like, raising your kids. Mm -hmm. You know, like, you, even just in, in such practical ways. And, and maybe we could get into some stuff. Like, I always want to talk to you about hearing God's voice because it's a, it's a big deal for it, It's a big deal for, for me. It's actually become a big part of of uh you know my ministry like that stuff that i focus on i've got some online courses and stuff like that but it's funny because awesome. like i mentioned earlier like my i think my my passion for that my passion for, for people to understand how simple and practical it is to hear god's voice it came out of like such struggle and <laughs> mm, it was birthed out right. of of me having such a hard time with it for so long because my mindset was just wrong about it and i think that if we could just get our mm. mindset right around the yeah. way that God speaks to us and how regularly he talks to us and how just, you know, he talks to us because 
because he's such a good father. And, you know, like, I think we could just get our mindset right and uh, around these things, around identity, then I think that we'll hear his voice so much more often and more consistently. But like, you know, in such practical ways, like you're putting your kids to bed and you just have this thought that you should pray a certain way or say a certain mm -hmm. phrase to them and just remind them of an aspect of God's character. Like little things like this that God actually wants to lead us in throughout daily yeah. life where it's not like year to year, I need to know what God is saying. No, it's more like moment to moment because he's that involved in the nuances of my life yeah. and my day, you know? Yeah. Yeah. What you're saying is so, so powerful. And, you know, for prophetic people, prophetic personalities in the church, it, and me being one of them, sometimes it's, it's the, there's a temptation to be so future focused that you're not, you're not present, you know, uh, in the moment with the loved ones who God's actually called you to minister to and love on. And that's been something that I've been having to work on. It's like, I, I love hearing God yeah. about tomorrow and the spirit does reveal things to come, but, um, it, those things don't matter un until it's today. <laughs> In some ways, you know, Jesus said today has sufficient for today or the troubles they're in. Wow. Yeah. James said, don't, you know, don't brag about what's tomorrow, you know, just say if the Lord wills. And and I think that there's a, something about being fully present with the Lord and, and being that moment by moment, um, which is, how do I say this? Like, it's more, it's more real. It's what you're accountable for now. It's yeah. attainable. It's you can actually attain to just being sensitive and, and obedient to the Lord in your, in your today and your long range goals or plans or prophetic insights about the future. You know, maybe your president will become president, but um, <laughs> how are you hearing his voice today? Um, that, that is in many ways a, a greater reality. And, and that's actually, I think what's going to expand the kingdom. Yeah, man. The influence, the kingdom influence, and and the reign, ruling and reigning of Jesus is, it's a mustard seed. It's a it's a yeast in a lump of dough. It's yeah. It's not a strategic plan. I mean, that is the strategic wow. plan. It's just the slowly, daily, unnoticed interactions, one conversation at a time. And can I be present with the Lord in those that the day to day? I love what you were saying about that. That's that's so true. And and I think when it comes to the compartmentalization piece. I've been really confronting that in my life recently. Like I've confronted a lot, but there's some areas in my life that I'm like, you know, this place, is, this area of my life is less than victorious. And I got to confront that. I can't take it. I can't take this anymore. And what I realized is that one of the reasons it's less vic than victorious is simply because I haven't had someone close to me model how to walk in victory in that area. Mm. Um, yeah. So, uh, all yeah. the places I'm walking in victory, chances are I've had some a robust model. Um, I think a lot of times the reason people only think about hearing God's voice in a religious, organized church kind of way rather than other areas of life is because they've only had their pastor model that for them at the pulpit, you know, or altar ministry at the front, or yeah. Friday night Holy Ghost service, or Wednesday night small group. And that's where those conversations have happen. If you've had wonderful parents who have modeled what that could look like around the dinner table or in the workplace, then you've probably caught that. But we, I think so much of our, how we've are formed, shaped, discipled, and developed is 
the unspoken curriculum. It's, it's what, what we're watching people do mm-hmm. that impacts us just as much as what we're hearing them teach us how to do. Yeah. And so for me, I kind of looked at that. I'm looking, hey, I got these areas that, that are anemic. They're underdeveloped in my life. Why is that? Oh, I don't have a, I don't have a, a model for, for how that could look. And so uh, praise God, there's this, this guy in our community here who's totally winning in that area of life. And so I just started having coffee with him. And I mean, the amount of momentum and just like breakthrough on some of these self-limiting beliefs I have about myself in this area, he just, just, just coming off of me But because he's done it and he gets it. And uh, so that's just so encouraging so to me Yeah. Um, to know, like sometimes even just sourcing God's voice in another person who seems to be successful at hearing God in that area, you, you don't even have wow. to. And you, know, yeah. you can just go find who is good at hearing God in that area of their life. Like, just go hang around them. Like, you can go get yeah. it. Yeah, and like, you don't need it to be somebody who's like a big, a big shot. You know, it doesn't have to be someone who's no. like a big deal. Just find someone who's close to you. I think mm-hmm. that we often miss out on what. Oh man, how should I say this? Like, like I, th- I think we miss out on so much that God wants to do in us uh, to like increase us. Because we fail to recognize some of the people that are like too familiar to us. You know what I mean? Like, like, Mm. because you're close to me, because I know you well, like I can take for granted the fact that you actually have Mm. something that I need in you. And so like, I can be looking for it like, like, okay, who's, who's, who's a big deal. Who's got like a hundred thousand YouTube followers, you know, who's got, you know, who's got the big ministry, who's got this, where can I get this teaching, read this book. Of course, there's nothing wrong with right. any of that. Like we should use, right. we should use, you know, whatever we have access to. But, you know, so often there's somebody who's right there, like in your own backyard. Sometimes yes. right in your own home. Sometimes it's your, sometimes it's your wife. Like, <laughs> like sometimes, man, I, like I've been so guilty of this, and I'm trying to get better at, I'm trying to get better at this because so often my wife is right about stuff. And I'm just yeah. like, nah, she doesn't know what she's talking about. Like, I, I got this. And then and I, don't, and I just kind of dismiss it. Like, I wouldn't say that out loud, but I just kind of dismiss it. And then I'm like, oh, I got to come back later. I'm like, babe, like, I totally should have listened to you. Like, that happened. Yeah. Um, oh, God. That happened last year with actually not even a spiritual thing. It was just like an investment opportunity. And if I would have listened to my wife um, and invested in this thing that she was just like sensing. She, and I didn't know. Like, I just thought. Like, okay, she's just like hearing stuff like she like she's just hearing stuff, not not from God, like like she's just hearing stuff from 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 people and she doesn't really know, you know, bless her heart kind of. Th- anyway, it was just like <laughs> um, she's at work right now so I can talk about her. No, but, but it's like and and I and I literally I just I dismissed it. But if I would have listened to her, um, that thing that we were that that she wanted to invest in back then. Um, let me just say it would be worth quite a bit of money right now. And so I had to be like, I'm, I'm so sorry. Like I, I blew it. So like, I'm trying to learn, I'm trying to learn how to, um, how to do that, how to like, not just dismiss things because they come from a familiar place. And that's what they did with Jesus, right? right? They did that with Jesus in the synagogue. Jesus gets up to read and they started to become impacted by the fact that he was reading with authority that the words that were coming out of his mouth, they were coming out with authority and not as the scribes and the uh-huh. Pharisees. And then what did they do? In, like their conversation shifted from, from who is this guy to, oh yeah, you know what? That's just Joseph's and Mary's son. He's uh, yeah, he's that carpenter's son. That's Jesus. Oh yeah, uh, we know, yeah. we know, we know his brothers. We know his sisters. 
and and, right. and it just turned into this thing and they missed out on that moment of like possible right. tran like life altering transformation because they just went to this familiar place thinking yeah you know like this uh who is it that said can anything good come out of nazareth was it um andrew or philip can't remember which one which one which yeah, one was. nathaniel nathaniel that's what it was yeah yeah um you know that that whole thing like yeah d is that making sense like is that resonating with you like totally, when, we, when, totally. when so sometimes the thing that you need god has actually put it inside of somebody who's close to you because yeah. he actually is so in he's so into our like these vertical um not ver yeah no horizontal relationships like he's yeah. so into not just our relationship with him but our relationship with people you know what i mean and yeah. and our and cultivating this he's so into that and so so often like you might be praying for something you might be asking for something and then god gives it to your neighbor who doesn't deserve it as much as you do quote unquote for anybody listening mm. i'm doing air quotes who doesn't deserve it as much as you think they do and you think that you deserve it more mm. and so the trap of the enemy is well let me um like like complain about this let me feel bad let right. me get into a pity pity party about this let me make it about me right where if you could actually maybe celebrate with that person and maybe like talk to that person and find out hey like how did you get this or i see that god just blessed you in this way i've been i've been believing god for the same thing could you pray for me and actually yeah, like seek right. that impartation you know what i mean instead of right. getting defensive and and focusing like you said on lack and scarcity and what we don't have mm -hmm. um yeah man i i don't know i'm just ranting over here you but, do know man that's and that you know it's funny how we do or don't receive like what god's bringing to us in somebody sort of is maybe the litmus test of where our faith and unbelief is at like i yeah. may have faith towards god or think i have faith towards god but i might not have it when it when he brings it to me in the form of a brother or sister who i wow don't don't think of as highly or don't yeah. think they're the expert in that area and and uh it doesn't matter it's like I want to develop within myself a sensitive heart so that I can notice God's words of life, no matter whose mouth they come out of. And uh, one of my challenges for myself is like, I don't want to be like Balaam who was so deaf to the Lord that he had to get the message through his donkey. Yeah. And so sometimes like when I interact with, um, you know, in church there's, there's certain folks that you like everyone considers to be maybe a little bit more simple maybe a bit of less, less spiritual. Maybe they're like um, not esteemed very highly and yeah. not leaders and maybe they're a little mentally unstable and you know, everybody's church is a place where it's a hospital where people come with all their problems. So but there's people like sure. that. And yeah, I have this little challenge for myself, which is I wonder if God's speaking to me through some of these folks. I wonder if, if I pay attention, if he'll, if he'll float wisdom right through them. And I don't want to miss that. So if I can be sensitive to that, to them, then I, I know I've I've kind of sensitized myself on other levels to hear through other people. Wow. Um, but yeah, there's this, I'm thinking about a few people, I can't tell those stories, but the few people <laughs> who have recently said stuff, I'm like, that's wisdom coming through this person. Like, I know it's God, like, that's incredible. Yeah. Um, well, this person I'm thinking of said to me just the other day, they said, uh, well, 
it said in, in God in, in the kingdom if if you're not growing you're dying and I was like uh-huh. oh if I hear that I gotta keep gotta keep growing yeah <laughs> yeah man doesn't it feel so it can feel so bad too when you know that you've done that when you've like belittled somebody in your own mind and mm-hmm. then they come they they come to you with something that that impacts you like uh just like oh man like i i totally misunderestimated this person like i i totally <laughs> i totally misunderestimated this person's even whether it's their ability to hear god or their ability to yeah. you know what i mean like i i misunderestimated this person it, do- it doesn't feel good and right when we can learn to i think it just comes down to honoring people you know yeah. and not just honoring people when it's convenient because <laughs> I don't even know if that's honor, yeah. but like you know what I mean when it's when it's honoring right. somebody or giving somebody the time of day or sowing mm-hmm. into somebody's life because mm-hmm. either we like them, you know, we see stuff that we like in them, or because mm-hmm. we agree with them, you know, they're on the same page as us all the time, so it's like an yeah. easy thing to do, or because we think we can get something out of them in return, mm-hmm. you know. And I think examining our motives on some of this stuff, like. You know, yeah. why do we treat people the way we treat them? And, and yeah. uh, you know, being able to, to, the person who's able to, like the person who does not, at least in your mind, have any th- ability to, like they don't have anything to offer you. Like they have nothing mm-hmm. to offer you. Like can you treat that person the same, you know, as you treat somebody yeah. that, you know, you think is is somebody that you, you think could give you something that, that, could, that you benefit from. Um, yeah. And I think when we do that, I think when we just honor people, on the basis of who they are and the fact that they're image bearers of Christ, right? That they're created yeah. in God's image. And we we honor people that way, not based on, again, like what we like or don't like, not if they agree with us, not if we, um, you know, agree with like their political affiliations and right. life choices and stuff like that. But just literally, you know, the Bible talks about knowing people by the Spirit, you know? Yeah, And being right. willing to like get down off of our high horse sometimes and meet people where they are and honor people where they are. Like our lives mm-hmm. will in the process of that just be so much more enriched. And I, I think that we open ourselves yeah. up for deeper encounters with God um, and for deeper revelation that could actually come from unlikely sources. You know what I mean? Yeah. Cause what greater statement of faith in God being a powerful God in your behalf is there than you taking your time talent and ability and investing in someone who will never give you any dividends on that investment yeah so you're saying okay i got i'm trusting you that you're gonna make it up and bless me right he who lends to the poor lends to the lord it's like yeah i'm trusting that you're gonna do this and and i know you i so believe that you exist and are powerful on my behalf that i'm gonna take this valuable time this valuable talent or this valuable uh money and, and invest in this person because they're valuable and, you, and I love them the way I want to love them the way you love them. Wow. And, That's an uh, amazing I, concept. L- lending yeah. To I did that once with this woman and she, <laughs> she, she needed help and she was, she was just, yeah. In that place, uh, in this sort of this, this kind of a person in my life. And I knew I just feel I'm burning my heart to go do some things for her that were really helpful to her. And so I, I went and did that. But the best part of the whole thing was when I walked away and I got in the car, I, I felt the Lord Jesus being like, 
you did that for me. Thank you so much. And I just cried. So good. Just hearing that in my spirit, wasn't even out loud, just my spirit. I was like, yes, I'll do it any other time. Like, just let me know. I, that's so worth good. it to me. The, you know, the well, hero well done. Like, yeah, yes. <laughs> oh. Yeah, that's the that's the that's the best that's the best reward out of anything is just hearing that hearing yeah. that from the father, you know. He was yeah. done for the least of these, you know, you've uh you've done this for the least of these. You you clo you clothed yeah. me, you you clothed me when I was naked, you gave me water, you visited me when I right. was in prison. Uh Jesus, you were never in prison that I remember. Like you were never naked, like I <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like no, yeah. and as much as you've done it to the least of these, you've done it for me. I love yeah. that man, that verse. Um, he who gives to the poor lends to the Lord. Just imagine that. That like he's yeah. the king of the uni like he's the creator of the universe. He's the king of kings. And we get to we actually lend to the, to yeah. him. We lend to him when we sow into the lives of of others. That's that's yeah. that's that's just it's it's blowing my mind right now as we're as we're talking here. So good. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, yeah. And I think that's, that's, um, it's a good like gut check because in our, in our culture, it's all about like, Oh, who can you like collaborate with? Who can you exchange with? Who can you, you know, I, I scratch yeah. your back, you scratch mine. Sure. Kind, kind of like stuff. And, um, and that's, that's okay. It's just, Jesus has a higher standard, you know, it's love people as I have loved them. So good. And, and uh, yeah, so let's, we're pressing on to go for that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man, absolutely. Um, yeah, I want to go back to something that you brought up a little while ago because it, it just reminded me when we were talking about um, hearing the voice of God and some of these like interactions, even like mm -hmm. I'm, I'm excited for you as a new dad because like, probably my kids have probably taught me more about my relationship with the father mm -hmm. than like anything else just in, in and not not i don't mean them like okay dad let's talk uh, i mean just mm -hmm. living life with my kids and god will use so many circumstances with my kids to just show himself to me to show me his mm -hmm. love you know mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. i remember one day i was i was actually having some time with the lord i was um I don't know. I was, I was praying, but I was like, I, I can't remember. I think I was on the couch, but I was laying like face down and my son, Josiah, he's my, my second born at the time. He was probably two, maybe three. And he just started jumping on my back. And, and everybody always tells me like, especially my wife, she always tells me like, I have this, she doesn't think it's a gift. I think it's a gift that I can just ignore my kids like I can just ignore I could I could just ignore so much stuff. <laughs> like I can sleep when there's all kinds of noise going on. I can just like I it sometimes it's bad cuz I can get really one track minded and really focused on something and I don't want to mm. come up for air until it's done. And so mm. sometimes that can get it can get out of hand sometimes. And so <laughs> so like uh anyway, I'm working on that. But um, I, I do have this ability to kind of like, just kind of tune stuff out and block stuff out and just do what I'm mm -hmm. doing. And so he was jumping up and down on my back and I didn't even like, I just stayed in it. Like I just stayed right there. I, I was just kept doing what I was doing and, uh, he did it for a little while. And then finally, like he, 
got up in my face. Like he came around, he got in front of me, he grabbed my face, he took my my face in his hands like this, and he was like, "Dad, I want something." Like like literally just like that, and uh, just trying to get my attention. And right there, God just showed me something you know you have those moments where it's just kind of like a little like a flash and mm-hmm. and the holy spirit just reveals something to you and uh and god just showed me something just about about me and him and about um you know how i have that kind of access to him mm-hmm. that in any moment like i can just i can just get in his face and just be like like hey dad let's talk and he's not gonna mm-hmm. he's not gonna push me away he's not gonna say like no we need to you know you need to fix this first I really think that so many people struggle with yeah. that idea that like in a moment where you feel like you've messed up or you've been disappointing to God or to somebody else that you don't have the same kind of access to get into his presence. And it's just simply All not right. true. Like, you know what I mean? And so um, just little things like that, that I've just learned uh, along the way, just that I've been reminded of is probably a better word that, that God just reminds me so many things just like through my interactions um, Mm -hmm. with my kids and, you know, it's a father, you know, a a parent relationship. And, you know, so it's just uh, sort of a natural sort of practical way. I think that God just uses to just over and over remind me of, of himself and, and his presence and his closeness and stuff like that. So I was just saying, I'm, I'm kind of, uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm pumped for you as a new dad. Um, just to like, maybe, you know, have, have some of those, uh, you know, sort of experiences and stuff like that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, it's so cool. And, and one of the things that stands out to me and from my own experience, so just in this limited thing, my daughter was only three and a half months old, but was, it's like, I've never experienced that kind of effortless joy, like the joy that I have when I just look at her. Um, wow. sometimes like she's super expressive and she can, she's maybe one of the most expressive babies we've ever met. And people keep telling this, uh, telling us about her and their own experience too. So it's not just us that thinks this, um, but she just is like, does a million facial expressions in just a couple, a minute or two. And, um, but one of the things I do is we are always engaging faces, her and I, and, um, that always makes me think of being face to face with the father, but yeah um sometimes i i try not to smile at her which is not easy i try to like just like give her a serious face and see what she'll do with it and so <laughs> i'll like i'll just like you know she's she's on the changing table changing her diaper and finish changing her diaper and i'll just like just look at her <laughs> just and stare. yeah and she's yeah and she she's always studying my face yeah and mirroring it back to me and and then doing her own faces. So when I do this, I rarely do it. But when I do it, she's like, what's up with that? What's going on with that? And she's That's like so analyzing it and studying it in a little way. And and then inevitably, I, I, I only last like maybe 20 seconds, 15 seconds. And I just, I burst into a smile and a laugh. It, yeah. Like I can't help it. And and I, I just know it's so obvious to me that this is how the father feels about me. It's yeah, how the father man. feels about everybody, all people, but um, particularly me and and I think it's a it's a really powerful because I've been using it more and more to confront some places in my life where I experienced like shame or rejection or failure. Um, those wow. those places that I've actually, like I was saying are underdeveloped. A lot of times there are also places where I stepped out there and experienced some pain. And yeah. so I'm going back there, but now I'm going back there with a father's smile. All right. Well, I know wow. father's smiling at me. 
wasn't so good last time we were here. But I know he's smiling at me in this area. I wonder what, you know, I'm, I'm going to I'm gonna take my, a good shot, ask the father what we should do and start to move in there with him again. Um, but, I, yeah, I just, I love how as Guinness puts it, and I think it's an Oswald Chambers phrase, you know, living for the audience of one. And, uh, you know, we should live lives, uh, do everything heartily as under the Lord, living yeah. for the audience of one, or living yeah. for the glory of God. I'm, everything I do is... Uh, for him, by him, and through him, and but I feel like like living under the Father's smile for me is it's more of a real, tangible way to express that. Like he's smiling at me, and I, I'm smiling back, and we're having an exchange in everything I'm doing, and and uh, he he's looking at sometimes when he's leading me with his eye. He's like, oh, check that out over there. You know, it doesn't say it, just wow. leading me with a nudge, and yeah, um, I so love good. that. I. I love living sensitive like that to the Lord. I do that with my daughter. I'm like, you know, like put something out for her to notice and see if she notices it or watch her notice it. It's really fun. That's so cool. Uh, they've actually done studies that have like that show that, um, that kids that, you know, babies that they actually like, they develop joy. Like they develop the, the concept of joy from like their mom and dad's faces because well mm -hmm. mom and dad and everybody else but particularly mom and dad because they're the ones that spend the most yeah. time with them or one or the other you know whatever but um you know just they get they un they get joy like so much of the that reaction that that smiling that happiness that joyfulness um it's mm -hmm. learned because they see um, adults, you know, looking at them with joy, laughing. I mean, what's the, mm -hmm. the normal response? Like you said, like you try to, <laughs> you try to, uh, just keep a, keep a straight face and you can't do it for too long. The normal response, no. especially for a parent is to smile, it's to laugh, it's to do the stupid baby noises, you know, and all that kind of stuff yeah. that, that, that we do. But like, you know, that actually teaches our, our children, um, identity to to a certain extent you know and, yeah. and understanding joy and how to live like when we relate that to us like what if we lived our lives in reaction to the joy of our father's face that's shining down on us you know yeah and, and yeah exactly like you're, like you're talking about living that way like not walking through life with this idea that god's got his arms crossed or his back turned to you because he's frustrated but that literally the light of his countenance, the light of his face is mm -hmm. always towards you, that the favor of his face is, yes. is shining down on you and you get to live yeah. life in that way. Like how much, man, like that, that will just cause a, anybody to just like to be more successful, like to, to take greater risks and to do yeah. different things in life that need to be done. Because, like, there's freedom in that. There's so much freedom in knowing how loved you are by your father. And, you yeah. know, like, learning learning life, learning how to live based mm -hmm. on that. And so, yeah, it's just, it's available for every single believer. There's, there's, there's joy just because of who mm -hmm. you are. Um, you know, of course, it doesn't mean that God's, like, happy with everything that you do. But... There's a there's a level that he relates to us just on the basis of who we are. He can't be mad at like I don't believe that yeah. God can be mad at us no. because like what is he to be mad at? I, I sinned. Okay, well Jesus right. died for that a long time ago, and yeah. I died with him to that sin 
that like that I think that God's mad at me. Why would he be mad at me? Jesus already took right. the full weight of that punishment. There's no there's no, nothing there. Right. God's not happy with me because I'm obedient. God's happy with me because Jesus was obedient for me. You know, like right. the, the wrath of God right. was like taken care of. There's there's no there's no anger there. There's no frustration no. there. Does no. he want me to 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 stop, you know, sinful behavior? Of course he does because it hurts me. Because yeah. it, it like causes me to think stupid thoughts. It, it causes me mm -hmm. to distance myself from him. But he's right. not scandalized because I messed up. You know what I mean? Like right, right. His, his love is always intense. It's always there. It's always the same. So we can like just become I, I, I practice this in my life, man. I don't always think to do it, but I but I try to practice this in my life, just just becoming aware. You know, whether I'm yeah. spending time with God, like I'm sitting in a chair and spending time with God. Or if I'm yeah. just going through my life and doing doing activities, like to try to live conscious of his face shining down on yeah. me. And oh, so good. that's one of like the the ways for me that's become so practical for experiencing his presence. Because I believe yes. that I'm always in his presence, but I'm not always yes. aware. You know what I mean? Yes. And so yes. the, a practical way to just experience his presence has just been that just to become aware of of he's looking at me with with absolute yeah. joy. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm one spirit with the Lord. Yeah, yeah, we're connected. Yeah, man. yeah. No, I love what you're saying. It's making me think of uh, Luke two fifty two, where it says Jesus. It's talking about Jesus growing up, right? But he grew in favor and stature with both God and man. Yeah. But I love uh, there's this there's this version of the Bible. It's only in some books, but it's called uh, the Mirror Translation by Francois yeah. Dutoy. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think here. Yeah, let's see if I can find it. This is a Luke one he just came out with, but I love how he put it because like, how does Jesus, the Word made flesh, like God in flesh, grow in favor with God, right? Like, so he puts it this way. I love how he puts it. He kind of adds this. Adds this. He says, meanwhile, Jesus continued to engage and advance with courageous progress in all things, in wisdom and stature, and in the consciousness of favor before God. And his fellow human beings and he, in the consciousness of favor. I love that. It's exactly what you're saying. It's like he already, Jesus already had full favor with the father and with people. Yeah. How could he not? He's the only begotten son, the one who explains the father no one's seen. Right. Yeah. But as a human, you know, like he, he had to grow in consciousness. His soul became increasingly conscious of, yeah. so, God doesn't just love me. He likes me. Yeah, and this man. thing is rigged in my favor. And, and we're doing, we're growing <laughs> in that. It's like, and, and then different dimensions and areas. And so I'm, I'm again, back to this point of like, what areas of my life am I still partially numb to the favor that I have from the Lord and with people? Wow. Um, you know, I've even been thinking about this on a networking standpoint, like just in the natural, like, okay. Uh, God's called me to do this work for him in the kingdom. That means I got to network with folks. Like I've been knocking on some people's doors and like, it doesn't seem to materialize into anything. And I'm kind of like, what's up with that? And God's like, Hey, let me train you to be conscious of who you do and don't have favor with. Mm. Like, like that's a thing. I was like, wow. The Jesus grew in consciousness of favor with God and with people. There's a way to discern whether you've got traction with somebody or not. And, and so mm. you don't worry about the, Everyone who's called who's called to me comes to me. Jesus says, "Right, I, I kept yeah. everyone you gave me, the Father." So it's like, 
can I be more aware of that and partner with the Lord to know that and recognize that? Mm. Um, and a really intentional, even for evangelism. I mean, is God, are you bringing me this person to share the gospel with them? I can be intentionally aware and more and more conscious of, Hey, this is a ministry moment. Wow. Yeah, that's cool, man. Yeah. There's definitely a level where we could just like do, do stuff like we can do like we can evangelize to anybody <laughs> we can do ministry right. because Turn but yeah exactly because like we know to do it you know it's it's like right. it's just the thing like we're we're used to it or whatever but right. when it's led by the spirit when god leads you to that person when god gives you the words to say to this person oh man it just it's so it's so good it just works it just works yeah. like when it's when it's led by him and you know, not, not that there's anything wrong. I mean, if, if, you know, like if, if your heart just reaches out to somebody that you just see around it, like that's great too. Sure. sure. But, um, but yeah, I, I think often we kind of like put the cart before the horse, so to speak. And when we learn to just kind of mm. slow down a little bit and recognize, okay, like I used to, I used to think that, I don't know, like if I didn't, if I didn't talk to this person, then then God was mad at me. You know what I mean? Like, like right. the evangelism, the, the evangelism guilt trip kind of thing. And it's like, hold on, slow yeah, down, yeah. slow down. Like yeah. I'm not, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not called. Their blood, to, is, their blood just, is not on your hands. Yeah, right? yeah, thank I, you. Share the word of the Lord with them. <laughs> thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. I need some inner healing still, maybe, but no, yeah, but it's yeah. just like, you know what I mean? Becoming just like you said, just becoming conscious and aware of what God is doing in the moment. Yeah. Um, not that we do it. None of us does this perfectly for sure. Um, no. But, but being, being okay with growing in it. Like, even as you said before, like, Oh yeah, that I, I prayed for this person and it worked. Mm. So right. now let me kind of take, take that into this next experience and, and sort of learning from those moments and learning from right, you know, those right. those miracles and learning from those breakthrough experiences and I think what we do often is we have a breakthrough experience and then we forget about it and then yeah, we move on right. to the next thing thinking that we're starting over right or, or, or right. maybe maybe in something that's a little bit closer to home like I was believing God for this and He did it now I'm believing God for this but it's like I wonder if he's going to do it this time. Right. And I forget right, right. about that last time. That's actually supposed to be something that like builds my faith. That's yeah. something that I could stand on. Oh yeah. God did this, not just because he did it, but because it's in his nature to do what he did. And so yeah. if I, if, if I, if I don't just stay on, Oh God did that. And that was it. But if I learn from the testimony so that it mm -hmm. actually points me to him like, right, man, like even when we're just when we're reading the scripture, it's supposed to point us to Jesus. Like Jesus said to the leaders in John chapter five, I think this verse is like 38 and 39. I know it's right around there in that zone. He's like, um, you know, you you search the scriptures talking to the Pharisees because in them you think you have life. And these are they which testify of me. But you're not willing to come to me that you may have life. You right. Know? And so it's like you've devoted your whole right. life to the study of this book, religious leaders, and it's and 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 you think that your eternal life is there. But if it's not pointing you to me, if it's not pointing you mm. to Jesus, this whole thing's about me. And if it's not pointing you there, like if it's not pointing you mm -hmm. to deeper revelation and understanding of who I am, it's just like the, a religious activity that you're doing. 
Like it's not profiting you. Everything that we right. do, the things that we experience, the workings and the movings of God in our lives, they should point us to him so that we have a greater discovery of who he is so that now we have something that we can right. stand on and live from and it's truth so that now in the next situation that we get into, we got to believe yeah. God all over again. There's confidence right. there because not that right. he has to do it the same exact way, but there's confidence that right. he is faithful. And so that's the foundation yeah, that we get to live yeah. on going forward, you know? Yeah, it's like if my faith is, yeah, testimonies build my faith and trust in the Lord on a relational level. And I think sometimes people have, a, they misinterpret the testimony and they, they use it to build faith and trust in a formula that they mistakenly thought got them the breakthrough. hundred percent, yeah. Fa- rather than the father who got to the breakthrough. Yeah, man. <laughs> Yeah. uh, We're so silly sometimes. (laughs) It happens. I mean, that's why I think uh, Psalm Psalm 119 is the longest psalm dedicated to just meditating and celebrating the word. word And, you know, my, it says, yeah, my testimony, your testimonies are my counselors. Um, Yeah. It's it's so, so true. And um, sometimes I, I, that's one of the things I've been growing in is like, when God brings me a memory of a testimony or a memory of a place in my life where he was doing something, I'm thinking, Oh, you're sharing a parable with me. Like, okay, you want to talk to me about that, that scene in my life. Mm. And you're using it as this sort of scene of meaning, like a movie clip. And then you have a co- an additional commentary about it for now for as a now word. What are you saying? You know? So yeah. like when he brings back that memory, I'm like, okay, what are you saying about that? How does that apply here? And um, that's been really, really helping me um, hear him in cool ways. Yeah, man, that's so cool. Um, I, I kind of want to maybe um, shift the conversation into into mm-hmm. some other stuff, but um, maybe I just want to ask you this, like somebody who's struggling with this kind of stuff, with either hearing mm-hmm. the voice of God or maybe struggling with, um, you know, maybe more on like a foundation level of their identity and understanding, like being consciously aware of the fact that God loves them and accepts them, you know, as they are. Mm-hmm. Um, just, I don't know, what, what advice do you like to, to share with, I don't know if advice, but, um, yeah. you know, it, uh, whatever, advice. Or um, just, uh, you know, what do you like to direct people's attention to when it comes to that? You know, people that are struggling. That's a really good with, question. Yeah. Um, before I jump answer that, I want to just let you know I, I don't know what's going on with my tech, but everything's plugged in, but it's saying I'm on like ten percent battery. So, oh, really? um, yeah, I don't want to get up and like monkey with it because, <laughs> but if I get cut off, I'll jump back on a different device. I don't know what's going on. I just wanted to give you full disclosure of that. So, okay, I will man. just play for a, a multiplication of battery life. Um, but yeah, so to answer your question, um, one of the things that I've done with people that really helps is uh, help them is I just say, okay, what delights you? What, what do you like? What do you enjoy? What what do you what what is it that when you see it or experience it, uh, it brings you elation or joy or or you feel like you're part of something bigger? Wow! And and realize that God wired that into you like the reason you feel that way is because he 
He designed you that way. And then to be intentional about, okay, that, that bigger experience you were having there, it was probably something of God actually touching your heart there. So like this one person I was chatting with about that, I sort of said, okay, what is, what really interests you and what delights you? What, what jazzes you? And um, the person was like, what impacts you? And the person was like, well, so the musicians, they're like, well, music. And I was like, okay. And so we explored that. And I said, well, what else? And I said, well, weather, you know, uh, weather events, clouds, sunsets, this and that. And I was like, okay, cool. Like, how does it make you feel? And they're like, well, I just feel like small and like something's so big and powerful and just this peace. And I'm like, and you don't think that's God, like talk to you through this thing that he like designed in you to enjoy, like he's speaking to you. And and the person's like, yeah, I, I guess, I guess I never thought of that. And I think we, we, you know, as Christian Christianity, we have such a thing about like, oh, don't trust your emotions. But, you know, the fruit of the spirit is all those who could be classified as emotions. Yeah, man. Um, so it's like God does speak to us through our emotions. It's just, we don't always know the truth that he's communicating through that emotion. Um, the emotions aren't truth unto themselves. That's a new age fallacy. So it's like, what messages, you're feeling this emotion as you're having this experience. What truth, what message is God bringing to you through that emotion, strong emotion you're feeling? That's probably a word from the Lord. That's a sanctified emotion. And if it fits in within the, the list of fruits of the spirit, then you're good to go. Like, it's bringing you, the most common one everyone says, oh, I feel, I felt peace. Right? Okay. Well, add some words to that. Give me three words that describe that peace. Okay. They give me three words. And then I'm like, all right, well, does that sound like a message is forming there from the Lord? Oh yeah. I can see where those are kind of a uh, tranquility. Everything's going to be all right. And I'm mm. protected. Sounds like the sense of peace is God trying to say to you, you're being, he's taking care of it. Oh, right. Yeah. Because I got this going on. So you see how it kind of like snowballs, but people don't feel like they need that kind of permission to hear God specifically. Like they, I think I hear a lot of people trying to hear God generically and God doesn't speak generically. He speaks as a father to a child and we yeah. tailor our talk. Yeah. We tailor our talk to our children so in a way that they're going to get it. And God's so interested in communicating as a good father in a way that you're going to get that he's not speaking to you as a PSA or as a CNN lower thirds. He's speaking to you in a way that you're going to connect with it. And you just got to start to trust that. Dude, that's so cool. I'm hearing the the coach in you, you know, walking <laughs> walking people through that through that process of like, okay, peace, and what does this mean to you? Let's think of some more words, you know, to go along with that. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I I love the practicality of that, man. Um, I uh, I had a uh, my my friend Caleb was on the podcast a couple weeks ago, and one of the things that he brought up was um, like presenting the kingdom to people in mm. in in a practical way and and so he said um you know the bible says that the the uh the the kingdom of god is um oh man i'm blanking on the verse right now um not with observation no sorry <laughs> uh it's uh peace Oh yeah, yeah. Righteousness, peace, and joy. Right, in the righteousness. Holy I don't know why Romans I couldn't 15, think of righteousness. Yeah. Right, righteousness, peace, and joy. Righteousness, peace, yeah. and joy. So, so he's like, you know, so talking to somebody. So, um, you know, you you probably want to do the right thing, right? You know, like in 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 regular life, you probably you probably generally want to do the right thing, right? And they're like, 
yeah, yeah, you know, I want to make good choices. I want to do the right thing. Yeah. Okay. And uh, would you say you want more peace or less peace? <laughs> of course, everybody wants more peace. You know, so do you, yeah. do you want more joy or, or less joy in life? Obviously, people want people want more joy. So he's like, well, um, I just presented the kingdom to you. And there's one way to get to the kingdom. You go through the king and the king is Jesus. You know, there's just such a practical brilliant. way to, pre to present the gospel, to present wow. the kingdom to somebody. And uh, what yeah. you said just reminded me of that, um, even though I blanked on the verse. But but uh, what you said yeah. reminded me of that because it's just like, yeah, right. just um, so so many people are are in a place where they they are ready for something. They're receptive or they're hungry for something. But yeah. yeah, like you were saying, if we just present stuff to them in this like sort of blanket way, well, you know, just got to stop doing that because whatever or or yeah, well, you know, Jesus loves you, of course, yeah, okay, like right, of course he does, but yeah, just sort of like like you're talking about God and like tailor made sort of solutions for people and stuff like mm -hmm. that, and we really do have an awesome opportunity and privilege and responsibility, you know, to, yeah. to represent him, you know, to represent him to mm. people around us and stuff like that. So anyway, what you, what you said just uh, reminded me of that. thought it was cool. Yeah. And I think that that's the thing that gives me the most traction in hearing God is realizing he's speaking to me the way I, I'm going to understand it. And I'm shameless about that. It, yes. It's biblical. Yes. It aligns with the scripture. Yes, it looks like it aligns with Jesus, but it's it's native to me. Um, yeah, he's, and and the more I'm clear about that, like a lot of times God will he starts to speak to you more and faster. And when he does, he starts to just use symbols, and you and him have an agreement about that symbol always means this, and so or like basically like memes, right? You see a meme, and here's the the person, and the meme represents something to all everybody in that culture, and then there's like words around it right so it has like yeah. layers of meaning well god just more and more he speaks to me in memes so it's like <laughs> it's like he's saying a thousand or more things at once and then he's rapid firing the memes so as this is happens when i prophesy with people it's a beam me 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 and i'm like just read it because we have agreements about that symbol means this and when you show me that it means this gotcha, gotcha. And, and i don't tell them what i'm seeing a lot of times unless i'm don't understand it i'm just telling him what he's saying because i already know what those symbols mean yeah man yeah that's interesting and i uh, i yeah he's just so he's so personal and it's yeah. so cool how it's so cool how god has that kind of relationship with us that he could say this happens to me all the time like god will say something to me or it, a lot of times it comes for, for me in the form of a question like he'll ask mm -hmm. me a question, but he's not asking me a question because he doesn't know the answer. He's asking me a question right. because the question is going to spark me to realize, oh, I just blew it or, oh, that's what you wanted me to see. You know what I mean? And so, right. so he just has this way of communicating with, you know, sometimes a word or a phrase or something mm -hmm. so simple or a picture mm -hmm. like you're talking about a meme <laughs> and just uh, instantly knowing like, like what it means instantly knowing yeah this mm -hmm. is what god is saying to me it's so mm -hmm. cool i had to write down while you were talking i, I love that question uh you know when, when you're answering the question that i asked you about you know what how do you encourage somebody who's maybe mm -hmm. struggling with with understanding their position in, in god or something like that and or hearing god's voice and uh you, you the question you started off with well what delights you 
You know, mm. what, what delights you? I think that that's such an awesome question to ask. I, I had to write it down for, for my notes. Cause I'm like, I'm going to use that. <laughs> um, what, what delights you and like, oh yeah, you're, you, you delight in that. You, you enjoy that. That's a passion that you have. Like, well, um, mm-hmm. you know, like God designed you that way. And, uh, the mm-hmm. fact that God wants to communicate with us based on stuff like that is a huge right. deal, you know? Yeah. I mean, psychology, it's like you keep doing things that reward you, right? The rat keeps pressing the lever as long as the pellets come out and they can eat the pellets, right? Yeah. And so God's going to speak, and this is very crude, but it's just psychological. It's like God wants you to feel his goodness and, and be, he wants to reinforce that association of goodness with him. So your, your relationship with him is strengthened. And so he wants to communicate with you in ways that are rewarding and exciting to you because yeah, he's man. drawing you to himself. That's called the grace, right? It's this irresistible goodness, force, power that's both drawing you and transforming you. Um, and so how better to do it than in ways that you're, are fun for you or, or play on those delight centers in your, in your brain and your heart. Love it. Love it so much. Um I want to shift gears just a little bit and uh, just just curious. I wanted to um, kind of maybe pick your brain a little bit. So we've been this past year plus has obviously been crazy, you know, un, unprecedented mm-hmm. stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I know you got you had covid last year. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. Last summer. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, it's just been such a crazy year. And, it, it you know, it definitely seems like we're we're, we're coming out of it. I mean, it's not Mm -hmm. that it's not that it's over yet, but we're kind of a lot of things are back to normal, or at least we're maybe better is like, we're settling into a new normal, you know, maybe maybe that's like the better, better way to say it. Mm -hmm. But um, Mm -hmm. with everything that's going on and, and all of the the changes that have taken place this past year, just curious, like, what are you, what are you excited about? What are you passionate about right now? Like, or, or maybe like, what do you see sort of on the horizon? Um, whether it's for, like for your church and ministry or for like big C, you know, the church, um, mm. like we've kind of gone through this season where we've had to shift things in a lot of different ways, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and in many ways, what the enemy intended for evil, God used for good in, yeah. in many ways, you know what I mean? In, in many ways, like I know for us, like we've been reaching more people and having a greater impact since we since the lockdown started last year right than we were before and yeah you know I, I think i think the enemy planned on you know i'm gonna teach those christians a lesson and we're gonna you know like like, like i thought that yeah. he expected something different than what actually came out of this and god's just so good he's such a redeemer of everything mm-hmm. and so uh i'm yeah. just curious man what do you kind of see going forward and um, I don't know if that's too general of a question, but uh, that maybe, you know, no, you to, to think about something, what you're kind of excited about um, God doing in the days ahead. That's a great question. I mean, we could, we could do a whole podcast probably just on yeah. that. <laughs> Not just so an episode, weird. but no, that's yeah. great. I love that question. That's a gift to me. I'm going to keep thinking about that. But just to answer you quickly, I mean, dude, this, this is, this is the future. You're doing it. Uh, this live Real Talk Live and, and online content that's equipping the body and blessing people. Um, that's That to me was the benefit of COVID. Is that it, it 
it shifted a lot of people from online content creation being for early adapters to mainstream and, and so many leaders and pastors and um, people who had great stuff to give started giving it online and, and they made it way more accessible mm. to so many other folks who, who are hungry yeah. for it. And, and I think it, it, um, there's a certain amount of the church that was resting on their laurels. Oh, looks like I'm breaking up with you. Am I there still? The yeah, you're, st you're still here. It just, um, yeah, let's see if I like can start second. to log on. I'm, 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 uh, just in case. I'm skeptical about my device here, so let me just have this uh, brought up just in case uh, I run into some issues. Yeah, so, uh, so what I was saying was, I, I think that there are so many. There's many churches that were sort of resting on their laurels, and um, COVID revealed that, and. There are other churches that and people that leaders that were really pushing in to to pioneer a new thing in the Lord. Yeah. And COVID revealed that too. And wow. because those who were pioneering and pushing for the new thing that God was birthing found ways and wisdom to express that. And those who were seeking to maintain the status quo in order to protect their positions. Um, that was revealed too, because, you know, and wow. so, and I, um, because it, you know, it's like the new thing that Lord is doing is not just in such a revelation uh, in terms of content, but also revelation in terms of medium. So David's revelation of worship and, and the father accepting people in his presence wasn't just a revelation of worship, but it was also a revelation of medium, like David's tabernacle. Wow. <laughs> was not Mo was Moses' tabernacle. Moses' yeah. tabernacle was in Gibeon. David's tabernacle was on Moriah in Jerusalem. Different places. Yeah. Um, it was a new medium. And now it says that the tabernacle of David is in our hearts. That's We're not a tabernacle of Moses. We're a tabernacle of David in our hearts. Well, we, we could say we're a tabernacle of Moses too. I mean, Hebrews mm. goes into that. But, but it's it's the tabernacle, this new medium, this new thing, innovation. That was Solomon's wisdom was the innovation was the medium. And, and I think we're doing that online with online platforms and different kinds of online ministry. Um, and even relational online ministry, I think, is doing that too. Um, so Yeah, man. Yeah, I've, I've Am I breaking this... up as I'm talking? Um, a, a little bit, but I'm, I mean, I'm still hearing everything you're saying. It's just a little bit, it's okay. a little bit crackly. So I don't know if it's the okay. internet connection or if, I, I don't know exactly what it is. Um, okay. All right. Hopefully it's, hopefully on, you know, on the other end, on the end of the viewers, hopefully it's not uh, too, not terrible. Sometimes it's worse <laughs> on that end than oh, it is no. on, on my end. <laughs> so hopefully it's not in this case but um i didn't miss anything you said it was clear yeah. enough that i you know it didn't okay. cut out any major words or anything like that um but yeah okay. i would i would just say we'll just we'll just keep going we'll see if it uh if it gets too much worse then maybe we'll have to adjust something mm -hmm. but yeah man i i've talked to so many people who are definitely on that same page with you over this past year and so many people who like had to learn how to innovate in different ways, like not just with church and live streaming, but like 
with uh, I, I've talked to people that do like missions work and that are <laughs> all right. Well, we'll see if Dave comes back. I just lost Dave, but I'm going to keep talking um, and uh, hopefully he'll uh, he'll pop back on here in, in a minute. But yeah, I've just been talking to so many people who are um, just finding so many different ways, new ways to relate to people and to get content out there and stuff like that. It's funny how when you're backed into a corner and you don't really have the same options that you've always had. All right, I think Dave is coming back. Let's see. Is that, did you switch devices? Yeah, sorry about that. No, it's all good, man. It's all good. Um, I just kind of kept talking while, <laughs> while you were gone. I figured you'd be back <laughs> pretty quick. But yeah, I, I was just saying how I've been, um, yeah, I've just been talking to a bunch of people and I've been um, just been hearing that same thing from so many that like um, just new ways to, to innovate and new ways to, to relate to people, new ways to connect with people, new ways like where we're not, we're not just limited, you know, we're not limited by the way it's always been done. But it's interesting how when you're backed into a corner and you don't really have a choice, like the government's telling us that we can't open our doors. So uh, now I've got a few days or I've got a week or whatever to figure out how we're going to proceed here and what we're going to do. Um, it's just interesting, man. Some of the stuff that came out this past year, some of the creativity, I think it's cool when you have those opportunities. I've heard this said in a completely different context, but it's a, it's a statement that I've been like really feeding off of progressively for the past couple years of my life since I heard it. And it's like, when you are backed into a corner, and I'm not going to say it exactly the right way, uh, but when you're backed into a corner and you have no other options but God, consider that a gift. Because God doesn't look at my precarious situation in the same way that I do. <laughs> like right. I might see it as I'm freaking out. What do I do? But God sees it as an opportunity to show his goodness to me. Yeah. And to show me his redemptive power and his redemptive nature revealed in the situation. Yeah. And so if I can start to lift up my my vision, my perspective to see the way heaven sees, yeah. you know, set your mind on things above, not on things on the earth. If I just set my mind on the things on the earth, then I'm going to just be very limited in my resources and in my thinking. Right. And maybe I'm going to quit because I don't see any other way out of this. But if right. I can see what God sees and recognize that he's not short on solutions and answers then um, yeah, it's just cool to see the the innovation, the creativity that comes out when uh, you're kind of in that position where you don't have the same options available to you that you used to have. And I just think I, I've said this over and over again, but I'm just going to say it again because I wouldn't want anyone to get the wrong idea. Um, God has zero to do in in my in my mind in my opinion god did not have anything to do with covid it's not in his nature right. to make people sick to cause disease anything right. like that but he's so good at revealing his redemptive purpose in the midst of evil in the midst of difficulty yeah. in the midst of conflict and so if we'll learn to trust him in those situations that we're in um, and be willing even to like step out and to take risks and to take steps of faith and all of that, then um, it's just cool what he does in the process, you know? Yeah, I, t I love what you're saying. I think that's so true. And, and I think like, well, God allowed this. I mean, he, he could have actively stopped it. So mm -hmm. he didn't actively cause it, but he didn't stop it. 
and then sometimes I, I start to think, well, that's a gift to me in some weird way, because he's not just after a breakthrough, but he's also, also after my maturity. Mm. So like, how could I grow in God through this? Like what new things is he going to turn on in me and through me as I overcome this with him? Mm. Um, Jordan Peterson, the psychologist and sort of philosopher says that yeah. in psychology, new challenges and new places that you choose to thrust yourself out to in life turn on new parts of your DNA that haven't been activated or haven't new parts of your brain wow. that haven't been used before. And I think something wow. God is after that. He's like, ah, this is obviously the plan of the enemy or this isn't, you know, this is the fallen world, but hmm, I think I can maximize this for my glory and yeah, maybe my son or daughter. What? I hope they can see what I'm seeing and, and we can move forward together. And I love wow. that. Like, it's so cool. That? There's a giant opportunity here. So we did drive in church and we did online maximize our online church. And we moved forward. And now we're doing a fully online school of ministry uh, this fall. Yeah, man. And so um, the school of ministry has been a 32 year dream of our senior leader, Chris Grinzi. And he always envisioned it in person. And we're still going to do some of that. Um, some in-person opportunities and more like conference form, um, but with Zoom and and these other things and live streaming, and, yeah, um, uh, he's like having the he always felt called to international ministry and to like face to face around the table discipleship. Those are kind of his two jams. Yeah, and now it's like it's unstoppable. I think what would the Apostle Paul have done if <laughs> he had what we had? Like he would freak out. You know, the Macedonian dream would have been completely different. It would have been, he saw a man in the dream and the man said, come over here and help us. And over here and help us was like clubhouse or something like that. Right. Yeah. You man. know what I mean? Like, <laughs> this is just coming to me now. I'm thinking maybe I'm like, like I'm on clubhouse. I haven't done anything with it, but maybe after this call, I will. Um, but like it, he had to go geographically somewhere because he couldn't go virtually somewhere. Um, where could you go virtually? That would be a divine appointment. Wow. Um, um, wow yeah that's cool man um ah so crazy it's just so it's just so crazy the 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 days that we're living in um like even this past year we um we birthed like this um like in what well, we we just call it an e-church um out of this like this the thing that we were in and like we weren't online at all before the lockdown and we had talked about it for a long time. Like, <laughs> like we need to do this. We need to, we need to do this. We weren't like, we weren't doing live streaming on any level um, prior to, and then we talked about it for a long time and it seemed like this big thing. Like it seemed like, like, Oh, it's going to take us a little while to get our act together, to get the equipment we need. But then it's like when you're in the situation and it's like, okay, you either go online or you don't have church. <laughs> like, all right, well, I guess we got to go. I guess we got to figure it out. And so in a very short time, you know, we figured it out in a very, um, you know, very grassroots, very simple way. And then little by little upgraded and upgraded again. And I, I was talking to you a little bit earlier about how like every step of the way it's learning new equipment and new procedures and you're you know just kind of going through that process and most of that was on on me uh this this past year to kind of in our church to figure that stuff out and, and you're um, killing it well you know you got great I, lighting you got a great mic 
<laughs> yeah, it's so funny. Like when I first started podcasting uh, in 2019, yeah, I, oh man, I had a, I was like borrowing a microphone. I was recording like in the closet to get like decent sound because I don't know if you ever record, tried to record in a closet before, but surrounded by all the clothes and stuff, you get really, you, you know, you just get a really nice, like, acoustic sound. Really? Um, stuff like that, you know what I mean? And, um, yeah, it's it's just it's just cool to see. I think that that works on every level, man. Like, like when you begin to take a step of faith mm. based on what you're sensing the Lord is leading you to do, like, even if you don't have it all together, you don't have everything you need, you don't have all the knowledge yet, you don't have all the understanding, you don't have all the connections, you don't have all that stuff, but you just begin to take those steps like, okay, what can I do today to be faithful to what you're yeah. telling me to do? Brilliant question. You know what I mean? And and just being willing to do that, to take that step, and then see what God does with it. You know, see, like, just, again, it's just so so much of our walk with the Lord comes down to trust. I mean, I remember being a kid in Sunday school and they would just teach us these two words, trust and obey, trust and obey. It's such like a childlike concept, but that's what walking in the spirit is. It's, it's childlike when, when we can just, uh, you know, unless you can enter the kingdom as one of these little children, or unless you can come as one of these little children, you'll by no means enter the kingdom. It's like, right. it, it requires that it requires you to like, stop thinking that it's all about you and to be a child in the arms of your father and direct your trust toward him and then start playing in a closet yeah exactly (laughs) but that's i mean it's it exactly doing it you're just like well let's just let's just start you know let's just let's just go for it and i I think that's childlike too is not wait till it's perfect or or your ship comes in or your ducks are in a row you just pull out the Lego bin and start building the kingdom with Jesus. Like, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so cool. Um, well, you you brought it up, and I, I want to uh, make sure that we have enough time to talk about uh, United with Christ School of Ministry. So you're the dean at United with Christ School of Ministry, and um, enrollment is now open, correct, for the yeah. 2021 to 2022 uh, academic year. So uh, tell us a little bit about, um, about that, like the heart behind the school and who should enroll like um you know what what kind of not what kind of person are you looking for but um but what but who would benefit from enrolling in in the school online or in person and um yeah and then we'll 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 get into how they can enroll and or like where they can go to find more information and stuff like that but let's go with like a little bit of the heart behind uh united with christ school of ministry yeah well we just realized that our heart is to expand the kingdom of God and, you know, the whole earth. And we just believe that the greatest way to do that is through the local church. But as we look at the local church and as we, you know, as a pastor work in the local church, we realize that the local church, the health of the local church and the, the growth and vitality of the local church uh, just often rises and falls on the leadership of that church, um, good or bad. And so as a way of uh, being a resource to that, we wanted to, we created this school to be a resource to um, both raise up uh, ministry leaders, you know, fivefold equippers, and to help those who are already equippers sharpen their edge. And so, um, you know, this past year we had some students and some of my students were younger. And so they're just in this sort of 
calling, gifting, and, and testing mode where they're just figuring out, okay, what is the nature of my call? And I know kind of know my gifts, but how do I deploy them? And, and by the end of the year, we had, uh, you know, a couple of our students were preaching at a high level. You know, one of them was a 20 year old and he was, he's preaching and you know, prophesying and, um, Come on. That's awesome. and so he's still discerning his call and figuring out his fit in the body, but he, he's able to do this now. And, and, and so that's really exciting. Then we had, a, there's another student that um, he's in his fifties and he's already been an associate pastor in different States before. And, um, but God was transitioning him into a, a real apostolic role. Um, and so he's pioneering the apostolic work over our uh, Latin American connections. And so he started the school of ministries. I mean, this guy could teach me some stuff, right? Um, but uh, the way this curriculum is set up and the way the experiences are set up, there's a lot of coach approach stuff. So it kind of meets you where you're at. And cool. through the school, he got clearer and clearer about what his second half convergence is going to look like, which is his greatest gift and strength meeting the, wor the world's greatest need and the produce a, a, his greatest joy. And and so through the school, he began to, as like kind of one of his assignments, he began to just start mentor groups with pastors in Cuba and pastors, wow. pastors in Argentina. And he's so cool. training with pastors in India. Now pastors in Pakistan wanted him to do a training with them. And he's, I mean, this guy is of a brilliant teacher. Um, but the school just helped uh, sharpen his edge and really launch him <clears throat> in a more laser focused manner than he was already. Um, hmm. So, you know, there's a couple of distinctives that we have that I think we, we, we think they're valuable. And that is that we're unashamedly new creation, new covenant theology. We just believe that the old has been fulfilled and is now obsolete. And we're on with the new covenant in Christ Jesus. Yeah, uh, we we're living in a victorious kingdom. We have a victorious eschatology. We, we don't believe in doom and gloom. We have an optimistic view that the kingdom is, really is going to take over the entire earth. And the nations really will be discipled and uh, we're on. on that mission. And so uh, we, we really instill and instruct biblical theology around that. So people don't just say those catchphrases, but they actually have a, a systematic, biblically based theology that's based on the word in that. And then um, we just want people to have this really vibrant spiritual lives that they're really hearing that what we've been talking about here, hearing God's voice and then doing it, trusting and obeying at a high creative innovative level that uh um, disciples a lot of people wow and, um, glorifies god so yeah so it's kind of that spiritual formation growing in prayer hearing god's voice you know uh, knowing your identity and then it's biblical theology what is the word saying um that's the third second piece and the third piece is sort of practical ministry skills interpreting scripture um, speaking praying for so the cool sick, you know that kind of uh, love it. leadership that's all in there too. So is it geared toward people who believe their calling is ministry in terms of, you know, in, in the church or missionary or, you know, something like that? Or uh, is it for, could anybody benefit from Anybody could benefit. School? You know, we're, we, anybody can benefit. We're, we talk a lot about um, fivefold and equippers and the school is designed to help uh, somebody move into a call as a fivefold equipper, apostle, prophet, teacher, evangelist, pastor, or sharpen that edge. But even if you're not, that's not your primary call. Like our 
the one the 20 year old student he's not sure what his primary call is yet yeah but here's the thing the fivefold equippers are designed to equip and strengthen the saints for the work of ministry so they're yeah. designed to equip people for their call so if you get yep. trained to be an equipper even if you decide I'm not an equipper you're equipped for your call it's yeah, like man. It, it it works both ways and and so and you know the other another student of ours he he has more of a music call in his life but now he's like you know in his songwriting he's like oh now i used to wonder like is this biblical or the song i'm writing and now he's like now i have songwriters asking me for advice on the biblical nature of their worship music that they're writing so he's gone from questioning himself to being a resource to others as so a cool. songwriter and it's real really excited about that that's awesome yeah like i i I say this all the time. Like, I mean, I think that we're all, we're all ministers. Like we're all called to ministers yeah. to be ministers of Christ and ambassadors of the kingdom. Like whether you stand behind a pulpit or not. And, and like you said, as pastors and, you know, preachers and teachers, like our, our calling is to equip the saints. And then what's the rest of that verse to do the work of the ministry <laughs> to do that. So it's like, yeah, the light bulb. So it's just, uh, yeah, absolutely. I, um, I, I think that uh, your your approach um, that you're taking in the school is awesome. I love the fact that it's that there's this accessibility now to be able to do it. Can is is can you do the whole program online? Whole program, like online. completely online. Yeah, so it's going to be a combination of um, like videos that are available, made available every week, recorded teaching videos. There's going to be one or two at least live classes that happen that people can participate via Zoom. Cool. Um, there's going to be a private group where people can do video, you know, go live and do videos and connect with other students. And it's going to be really interactive that way. Um, and then there's, you know, some readings and some homework involved as well. But the whole thing, it's like probably 10 or 12 hours of work a week um, between mm. reading, okay. watching, participating. And uh, if people are in our neck of the woods, they can, they don't just have to join on Zoom. They could join in person while we're filming it um, live. Um, but there's always a yeah. Zoom option. And if people can't join us on Zoom because they work or they have a weird time zone thing going on, then they just catch the recording of the Zoom, the live Zoom. Okay, perfect. Um, and I had another question. Oh, is it, uh, is it a full year or how, do, how long does the... Yeah, it's like Curriculum September eighteenth through the second week of May. Okay, so, so like a school school same as like an academic yeah. school year. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, it's, it basically <laughs> follows a college calendar. Yeah, like normal breaks and stuff like that. Perfect, that's awesome. And uh, do I have the address right? If if someone's looking for some more information, www.uwcsom yep. stands for United with Christ School of Ministry. uwcsom.com. Yeah. Yeah, is there anywhere else that you would point people to find info, or is that the best place? That's the best place. It's got everything there, awesome. and uh, we have a couple of free e courses too. Like you know, maybe you're, um, you're like, who is David Hofline cool. School of Ministry? And yeah, so we have two free e courses right now, and then we even have one of it is um, our identity track, basically a, a coach approach to okay, so you're a son of God, like great. Now what? Like what kind yeah. of son are you? What are you going to do with it? So we have a whole free e course just coaching you through that. Um, and then we have a five-fold ministry, or I call it my five-minute uh, ministry coach e-course, okay. which gives people some, like, basic coach skills to have, like, grow, to basically make the relationships growth-oriented relationships where they start using some coach skills to help 
each other move forward. And so I just give those skills. Um, and then we have an apostolic fatherhood e-course, which isn't free, it's mm. just, but it just basically helps people understand what is the apostolic and what is spiritual fatherhood. And, you know, there's people who say that, but they're really unhealthy and weird. Like how, what is the healthy biblical expression of that? And, um, so that's that e-course as well. That helps people understand that. So cool, man. Um, and they can find all that right there at uwcsom.com. Yep. Yep. It's all right there. So cool. Uh, is there anything else that you wanted to bring out? I mean, anything else that you want to uh, point anybody to besides that? Is that the best place? Any other well, like resources or anything like that? Or, or we're rapidly developing right them. We're just we're gonna have our we have our YouTube channels in the development, um, so that will be cool. out probably in the next month. Uh, there'll be some free free stuff, free teachings there, um, and then our Facebook page. You know, with Christ School Ministry Facebook page, we've got more uh, clips and just stuff coming out, announcements coming out there. Um, and then there's our church, which is United with Christ Church, which is sort of our local expression. And uh, there's, we were Facebook Live all the time, especially Sundays. So uh, there's life happening there as well. So. Yeah, man, that's awesome. I, I just, I love, um, I love your approach, um, you know, you and United with Christ Church. I love your approach to to ministry and your approach to life and reliance on the Holy Spirit and, um, I know that, uh, this conversation, I, you know, I, I just believe that, um, you've added a lot of value, you know, to the lives of people. And so that's why, I, you know, I wanted to bring that up for anybody maybe looking for some more, you know, resources and more learning opportunities and stuff like that. So, so that's perfect. Um, well, Hey man, we're, uh, not quite at two hours, but, <laughs> but, uh, I think that's a, that's probably a good place to, to kind of wrap this up. So I do just want to say again, man, thank you so, so much for your time. Appreciate you. Uh, we've already talked about this a little bit, but I'm uh, definitely going to have you, have you back, um, with, before too long. So, yeah. and we'll, and we'll keep the conversation going and, uh, and yeah, but I do just appreciate you, uh, blocking off some time this afternoon to be here. And uh, for all the all the value that you added, I appreciate it, brother. It's an honor to be with you, Duke, and an honor to be here in your space and uh, that you asked me on here. I'm just, yeah, blessed, blessed, blessed. I love what you're doing and I love, you know, you're just always really adding and serving people well. And so to uh, be invited to do that next to you is, is a true pleasure. And I love, yeah, again, just excited. So thank you so much. Thanks for letting me share the things that we've got going on here as well. Oh, yeah, man, absolutely. Well, I appreciate you saying that so much. Again, uh, anybody watching, listening, go to uh, uwcsom.com to find out more about the United with, with Christ School of Ministry, um, even to check out some of the, the online courses and some of the free courses that are offered there for some more resources for you to find out more info. If you're looking for um, a change in your life, you're looking to, whether it's step into a ministry role or, uh, as, as David said, to sort of hone the, the giftings and the anointing that's already on your life. Um, sounds like this would just be an amazing, amazing opportunity for you. So don't miss the opportunity. Um, if you're looking for that kind of um, opportunity, you can do it right from the comfort of your own home, uh, about 10 to 12 hours a week as far as the, the course load and and all of that, uh, uwcsom.com. Check it out and uh, see if it'd be a good fit for you. Um, appreciate you guys so much for checking this out, whether you were here live or you're listening on one of the podcast platforms later on. I uh, just really appreciate you. If you're interested in uh, just finding out when the next live events are coming out and stuff like that, you can go to my Facebook page, at DK Lamastra. 
And uh, if you like and or follow, then you'll automatically receive notifications every time we go live in the future. So yeah, again, thank you guys for checking this out. And again, thanks to my guest, David Hofline. Um, again, love you, brother. Love all you're doing for the kingdom to equip people, to encourage people, to empower people, to uh, really live life in the spirit and uh, and to be an impact to the world around them. It's awesome. Love you, man. Talk to you soon. Thanks again for catching this episode of Real Live Talk. For future reference, new episodes are released live on Facebook, LinkedIn, and YouTube every Monday and Thursday. And uh, these podcasts are uploaded later on to Spotify, Apple, Google, and most of the major podcast platforms out there. If you haven't done so already, if you'd consider subscribing. And uh, if this episode blessed you or added any kind of value to your life in any way, if you're looking for a way to support the channel, you can do that again by subscribing, also by sharing and leaving a review. Thank you so much. Hope you have a blessed day.